Hello, I am Rabbi Schwab, and I am glad you could be here with us today. This is our accompanying teaching for Chaye Sarah, which is the Torah portion for this week. And uh, the first point I wanted to share with is take hold of what God has given us. Keep that uh, keeping darkness at bay. Shul said to the Philippians that they were they have obeyed God and, and to make sure they continue to work out their salvation with fear and trembling. There is a sense of urgency in what Shul has to say. You know, we, we either do what is right in our own eyes or we, we keep God's commandments. And in order to do it is what we, we must first cooperate with God and his commandments and then the Holy Spirit can work in us. Think about it this way. Say you were working on construction and, and you're, you're helping put up a, a house. The other person says, hold this while I secure this section of framing, but instead we decide to do things our own way and just, and just let the wall fall. Uh, doing things our own way is making up our own commands. Our ideas are not necessarily God's commandments. God tells us that his commandments are good and are a blessing and help for us. You know, we should probably memorize the scripture. Deuteronomy 4, 6 says, Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. You know, just like doing your job right actually accomplishes something, keeping the commandments in the Old Testament portion are an amazing blessing for us. Philippians 2, 12 and 13 says, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Well, first of all, what did they obey? God's commandments. You know, as I've said before many times, there was no New Testament portion at the time. How important is it to keep God's commandments? I'd say fear and trembling makes it pretty important. Uh, then the Holy Spirit that we receive through the Messiah uh, can help us. Yeshua uh, that helps us with the smaller details. Yeshua said we are to ask for the Holy Spirit in Luke 11, 11 through 13. You know, God's commandments are not supposed to change. They are great and important commandments to help us live. Deuteronomy 4, 2 says, You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you. Why do you suppose that we are not to add to his commandments? If we do, we begin micromanaging life. And adding commands that make life a burden. You know, instead of 613 commands in, in Yeshua's time, he ended up with thousands of commandments, and it became difficult to follow God. It is not all the extra man-made commandments that help us follow God. It is, in this messianic era, it is the working of the Holy Spirit that's supposed to help us with the details of life. Don't follow man-made commandments that micromanage life. 
You actually, we actually only end up with a couple of hundred commandments. And even the Bible, the Old Testament even says of itself, it, it's, it's not too hard to keep. So people are just making stuff up. They say, oh, that's too hard. That's not too hard. Now, there are 1,050-some commandments in the New Testament portion. They all come from, they're all applications of the Old Testament portion. And they are properly applied from the Old Testament portion. You know, we, so we don't have thousands of commandments to follow. One of, one of the things that adding thousands of commandments does is causes arguing about the details. And some of these details that are argued about have nothing to do with God. You could argue about, they would say, put on your right shoe first. Well, we could argue about that. Well, why should I put on it? You know, it just goes, gets endless. I've been around arguments over spoons. You can't use that spoon. You know, um, what are people thinking? That's why Shul goes on to say to stop arguing about little meaningless details. He says in Philippians chapter 2 verses 14 and 15, Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may be blameless and harmless, children of God, without fault, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world. If they are all the time fighting over ritual that are not God's commandments, they won't be lights to the world. In fact, doing all these extra traditions and rituals and calling themselves, calling them commandments of God is not Jewish at all, because the Bible says not to do them. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that we can't do ritual. Ritual is embedded in life. It is making these things into commandments of God that is wrong. Some ritual is commanded by God. Also, people who say we can't do ritual are also making up a commandment, aren't they? They're saying you can't do that, like you, like you can't use that spoon. You know, really? <laughs> Shul then tells us in Philippians 2.16 to hold on to God's words of life. It says, holding fast the word of life, that I may rejoice in the day of the Messiah, that I have not run in vain or labored in vain. What are God's words of life? Deuteronomy 6.2 says, keep all his statutes and his commandments, which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. And in Deuteronomy 10.13 it says, Keep the commandments of the Lord in his statutes, which I command you today for your good. If they give us wisdom and understanding, as we just read previously, they prolong our lives, they are good, then they are words of life. Don't listen to people who are lying to us. The Bible actually says that all liars will go to the lake of fire. It says in Revelation 21.8, now that is scary, right? It says, it says, uh, all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. You know, and I don't want to handle God's word deceitfully. 2 Corinthians 4.2 talks about that. The consequences are not good. You know, we don't want the lake of fire. If we are not keeping God's commandments in the Old Testament portion and the New Testament portion, we will not rejoice with the Messiah in the future kingdom. 
So make sure that your spiritual life includes actually doing what is right, not just thinking you are okay, as some teach. You can't put up a building just by thinking about it. You actually have to do have to do it. We need to understand the Bible within the context it was written and not apply mistaken concepts that take the scriptures out of their original context. The Old Testament laws give us wisdom and understanding, prolong our lives and our good. Shul says in 2 Corinthians 4 he doesn't handle the word of God deceitfully. People said say the Old Testament is useless. Well, God didn't say that, did he? Matter of fact, he says just the opposite. Shul says in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of the Messiah, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Gospel means messianic message because the, the scriptures that, that use the word gospel are referring to the messianic, to the Messiah, to our messianic age. One of the things that God gave, gave us in the messianic message is the Holy Spirit, which helps us to keep God's commandments instead of thousands of extra man-made laws. The messianic biblical concept has been hidden, hidden to many. This concept has been hidden. The God of this world is, a, is a, of course, a reference to the devil, and he is the one that is behind the scenes hiding these things. He is at work against us. The devil is at work against God and against us and wants to, de to deceive us. Is the Old Testament done away with? Why would something that gives us wisdom and understanding, prolongs life and is good for us, be done away with? I sure hope not. The reasoning that the Old Testament commandments are done away is reasoning of unlearned teachers. Put on the work of the Holy Spirit every day so that you, we live fully in the Lord. We know that Abraham was a prophet and that God healed and spoke to mankind in the Old Testament. God still speaks to us and we have the Holy Spirit to help us. Acts 1.8 says, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. Some say that God's power is done away with. That's crazy, isn't it? People seem to be doing away with God. And these people are saying these crazy these people that are saying these crazy things are supposed to be believers, I guess. You know, people seem to want to do away with God. He is not going anywhere. Those people might be going somewhere. Kepha made it clear, God's works and power have not been done away with. Then Kepha said, Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Yeshua Messiah, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children and to all who are far off, afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Acts 2, 38 and 39. I suppose you could say that we are the ones that are far off, being clearly across the world. We can receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by asking God for his gift. It is a gift, so ask for it. It's not true what they say, is it? The power of God was at work with the early believers in Yeshua and is still at work in our time. 
Because God is still giving the Holy Spirit. Yeshua said, Most assuredly I say to you, He who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. John fourteen twelve. That is a huge statement. Because Yochanan said, and there are also many other things that Yeshua did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that not even the world could not contain the books that would be written. John 21-25. We have a prayer class online. There's a lot of information in it. And if you just go to the, to the menu, you'll see it listed in our menu. And... Uh, so you can just go to our, our, our web page, our home page, and you can click on the menu and, and go down to that. And I encourage you to do that so you can learn more about the Holy Spirit. You know, there was a fellow years ago by the name of Dr. Morgan, and he used to say, he used to say the Holy Spirit is kind of like a roller coaster. You're going up, you hear the click, 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 you know. And it's a little scary at first because you, you will be experiencing God through the Holy Spirit. And then you get to the top and down you go. But then, then after that, you've been on the roller coaster once. It's kind of like you're kind of like looking down and you see all these kiddie rides below you. You don't want to go back to living life like that. You want the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. You know, God can reach us wherever we are. He is God. God is not limited by mankind's rules or concepts. The rabbis actually teach the, that you're supposed to only listen to the rabbis instead of the Bible. You know, doesn't that ring with some of you that are in denominational religion? They, they tell you, I don't believe any anything else, but I tell you. And some of them don't even teach the Bible. They teach their own doctrine as though it is God's word. Uh, sure, they, they quote scriptures. Even the devil is an angel of light. You know, there has to be some truth in the lie or people will figure it out. Second Corinthians 4, 11, uh, 14 and 15 says, and no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. Therefore it is no great thing if, he minister, if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness, whose end will be according to their works. If their teaching of God's commandments are done away with, what are their works? You know, we're not to follow man-made religion. Instead, we follow God. We don't want to follow a person. If we are willing to do what is right and we want a relationship with God, it doesn't matter if we are on a desert island with no one else around. God can still be there with us. Shul said in Romans 8, 38 and 39, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principles, power, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in the Messiah, Yeshua, our Lord. Isn't that great? As we set aside our lives to live holy, separate, separate lives, keep God's commandments, live with the help of the Holy Spirit, and believe, in, believe and trust in God and our Messiah, Yeshua, Nothing can separate us from Him. We have a witness 
In Austin, we also have a witness in our father Abraham. At the age of 100, and when Sarah was 90, they had, they had their child Isaac, Yitzhak, whom God promised them. You know, Yehovah is the exclusive name for God, and it says that Yehovah ate and talked to Abraham in Genesis eighteen fourteen. It says, and 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 Yeshua, uh, in chapter eighteen, and actually in verse fourteen, God said, Yehovah said to Abraham, "Is anything too hard for the Lord?" So if we are for God and don't turn our backs on Him. He will not turn his back on us. You know, when we're walking around with the Torah scroll, we turn toward the Torah scroll because we don't want to turn our backs on God. It's a, it's a mental picture. This That ritual is a mental picture for us. Deuteronomy 31.6 says, He will neither fail you nor abandon you. We look to God, although the things of this world look big and seem to be the way things are accomplished. Be faithful, trust in God and the Holy Spirit. It, it seems mankind mostly trusts in themselves and not God. Psalm 27 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Yeah, the pastor once used to quote that scripture, and then he'd teach, you know, his own doctrine, his own ideas. Kind of crazy, huh? Perhaps what's interesting about this verse is that most believers refuse to use the real name of God, Yehovah. It says, we will trust the name of the Lord, Yehovah our God. Actually, that's yud heh vav -Heh. We know why God's name was stopped being used, because there was a persecution at the time. But that was supposed to be reversed. You know, how can you say you trust in God's name if you never use it? Even an alternate name is used for, used for Jesus, I mean Yeshua. Jesus is used. God's name is not in our Bibles anywhere. Wow! They, they put Lord in there instead. Or in some Bibles they put Hashem. Psalms 46, 1-3 tells us plainly that we are to trust in God during times of trouble. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very pleasant help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, even though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. How many of us have heard that there's a, there's a conspiracy going on, something's happening? But what is really most important? The Bible says, Do not say a conspiracy concerning, all, concerning that this people call a conspiracy, nor be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. The Lord of hosts, him shall you hallow. Let him be your fear, and let him be your dread. Isaiah 8, 12 and 13. So conspiracy is nothing new. There, there will be conspiracies. We are to most of all trust in God and fear Him. You know, there are a number of congregations that take the work of the Holy Spirit out of their belief system. The Holy Spirit is good and just as much a blessing as God's commandments. Why would God all of a sudden decide that 
God is not involved with his creation. That is just silly. He is God. I have a two-volume book on healings and miracles. If God wasn't doing anything or is not doing much, how could we possibly come up with a two-volume book on miracles and healings? Zechariah 4, 6-7 says, not by, my, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Who are you, O great mountain? Before Zerubbabel you shall become a plain. I think this is remarkable. We should remember that God can do anything. Let God be your fear and not the world. You know, the Holy Spirit is good. We are to receive and allow the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Shul said, Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. 1 Corinthians 14.1 If we're, we're supposed to be doing any, if we're supposed to be doing any of this, why does the Bible, not supposed to be doing any of this, why does the Bible say the opposite? Yeshua talked about the Holy Spirit. If a son asks for bread from any father among you, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? It says, ask him. God wants to give us his good gifts, so seek them. Also, what could be wrong with the work of the Holy Spirit? It, it says in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. In this portion, God orchestrated the events that brought Isaac and Rebekah together. God picked Isaac to Isaac to continue the believing line, and God fulfilled and accomplished His will. God is still at work in our day and time, and will fulfill what He intends. God has given us His good commandments and His good Holy Spirit. Take hold of what He has given us, just like Abraham took hold of God's promises and took them to heart. God is there in all life situations, and we can have the powerful work of the Holy Spirit in our everyday life. Mankind does things their way, but we have a big God, and we can trust in Him. So do things His way. We desire, we are to desire God's good work of the Holy Spirit, which leads us and helps us. The Holy Spirit helps us live in peace, kindness, and gentleness, and the Holy Spirit can can and will do so much more than we imagine. Through the Holy Spirit, God can orchestrate His intentions and fulfill what He wills to accomplish. Just as He accomplished what He desired for Abraham, who trusted in God, He will also accomplish and orchestrate His intentions through us. So be strong and trust in God. I'd like to uh, say a prayer right now. Yevrecha Yehovah Yishmerecha Yair Yehovah Panavalecha Vichunecha Yisar Yehovah Panavalecha Vesem Lecha Shalom Yehovah bless you and keep you. Yehovah make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Yehovah lift up his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. Shabbat Shalom. I'm glad you could be here with us today. Shavua Tov. Have a good week.